0: Hey, what is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Waterfall of Consciousness podcast with me, Annalise. Before we get into today's episode, of course, I want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors. And today's sponsor is me. And the reason why it's me is because I turned 24 since the last time I recorded a podcast. Technically, six days ago was my birthday. It was a really great day. I had a lot of fun. Thank you to everybody who wished me a happy Birthday, it was a really good time. If you didn't get me a birthday gift or you didn't wish me a happy birthday, here's a few things you can do to make up to it. One, subscribe to this podcast and wherever you're listening to it. Two, share it with your friends. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Four, follow me on Instagram. Five, follow me on Twitter. Six, that would be the biggest one uh, become a patron on my Patreon. This is just being a shameless plug for me. But thank you to me for sponsoring this podcast because that's what I do. I buy the headphones. I bought the the cables. I technically had this microphone gifted to me, so I did not buy this microphone, but I bought the other microphone I have. So there's a lot of <clears throat> layers of um, what's going on. But thank you so much to, that was the shortest ad read I've ever done. Thank you so much to our sponsors, um, to our sponsor, which was me because I'm 24 had my birthday it was a good time okay party people so there has been quite a many thing I was gonna look up like when I last uploaded a, a podcast because I know it's been a minuto but let's see let me check I literally there's always something that I want to check before the podcast starts and then um I re- hit record, and then I immediately forget. Yeah, so it's almost been a month since the last podcast episode. It's like I'm doing these monthly now, but I need to do them weekly because uh, and not be a piece of shit. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm sorry if my... Oh, that was not cute. I'm sorry if my voice sounds weird. I, um, I've been trying to drink a lot of water, and like also I just haven't been talking except for when I'm in class. But this last weekend was the 10th annual VidCon the very first VidCon, it was the 10th anniversary of it, you know, the one that's held in Anaheim at the Anaheim Convention Center right next door to Disneyland, and I went, and it was my fourth VidCon. I need to find all my VidCon badges, because I think that'd be a cute thing to make a little, like, collage of. Um, oh my god, my voice sounds so bad. Okay, so I was thinking about it, because I realized my voice, like, sounded like this, and I was like, why does my voice sound like this? Because it's not like I was screaming in crowds or anything like that. But I think where it might have gotten me is there was like one or two events that but I don't Okay, so if you didn't know this about me, I got nodes, which are vocal nodules, which are like kind of like calluses on your vocal cords that can get big and worse and very, very bad time. Um, I'm gonna sneeze. No, that. Okay, it's gone, damn it. Okay, so I got nodes, and the doctors still don't know how they happened because when I got them was like three years ago when I was like really into my like theater life you know and I would say since I've gotten into college I have been more conscious of my voice and taking care of my voice because of acting and also in high school too because I did cheer and that was something that my coach wanted to make sure we were using our diaphragms but she never used those words we just kind of It's like, we were taught the concepts, but not the actual right vocabulary and all that stuff, so I I was really conscious of it at the end of high school, too, but, like, I think since being in shows and knowing the importance of vocal health and, like, being able to use your voice and all that stuff, I, like, have been very conscious of my voice being healthy, so it was really weird that I got nodes, I was on vocal rest for a really long time, I went to, like, a year of vocal therapy, anyway, fun times, so I'm really conscious of my voice now, and I am also, like, the, the few times that I do lose my voice, I go back and I go, okay, what did I do wrong, and so... Because I lost my voice. Like, the way I found out I had notes is I had lost my voice so bad that it hurt to speak. And it felt like I was being, like, like Darth Vader death gripped anytime I tried to say anything. So, it was just a really fun time. Also, not fun when you're at a job where your job was to literally talk to people about stuff. Um, Like, every day. Like, my legs could be broken and that would have been fine. Like, talking was the most important part of my job. And I couldn't talk. And there wasn't a lot in the store I could do not talking, so it was a fun time, anyway, um, I'm so sorry, I'm, like, do it, my voice is, like, I feel like it sounds scratchy, but it feels scratchy, but then I have, like, it's, like, like, I have to clear my throat, but nothing's happening, so it's just really good, um, anyway, so I, like, always look back and go, what did I do, and there's only, like, two times that I thought I would have been, like, kind of abusive to my voice, but I was fine after it, so I don't know, but this is where I'm at right now. I'm gonna try to, like, I mean, I was gonna say beyond vocal rest, but it's, like, I'll record the podcast, and I'm gonna hopefully record a video today, and then I have a class that's twice a week that sometimes I need to speak in. Like, tomorrow, I am gonna be performing my scene, and I need to get off book two days, so I'll definitely be talking tomorrow, but otherwise, like, there's no reason I should be talking for, like, until next Monday, besides recording videos or talking to my roommate. So, it's pretty chill. Um. So, anyway, that's, that's the end of that. Apologize for my voice. I have my cup of water here, like I always do. I've got my straw. Everybody can take a sip with me. Yeah. I just learned that, like, I was about to start recording. I was like, cool, filled up my water bottle, but this water bottle makes too much noise, and at least the cup is an easier access with the straw and all that fun stuff. Okay, let's get into what I want to talk about. Normally, I don't have, like, I mean, I take the back. I normally sometimes, like, will make a wist of, a wh- <laughs> oh my god, I sound like me when I was a kid, a wist of wings, um, a list of things that, like, maybe are on my mind that I want to talk about on the podcast, and, um, <clears throat> of course, VidCon is at the top of my list, but I've got a couple of other things here because of the fact that it's been a freaking month since I recorded my podcast, but, you know, things happen life happens, um, anyway, okay, let's talk about, okay, I feel like I'm gonna, let's just, like, jump into VidCon right off the bat, so, like I said, this was my fourth VidCon, and by far, I want to say that this was, I don't know why I feel winded, too, that's, I'm just, I need to get my life together, um, this was by far, I think, my favorite VidCon, because I learned so much. My first VidCon was amazing, besides for the person who I was with, um, but luckily we got a split up a couple of times, so it's not like she ruined my VidCon, but um, I really liked my first VidCon, because I met so many people that I liked, and it was also just such a different thing back then, which is crazy, because that was, I want to say, the, f- mm, okay, if, if this is the 10th VidCon, and I went to mine in 2013. That means that they started starting at 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I went to the fifth one or the... 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, okay. So my first VidCon was the fifth VidCon. And then I went to... I want to say the one right after that. Or in 2017. Yeah, I went to... So I went to... I think I've gone every other year, which ideally I would have liked to go every year, but you know, things happen. It's just that, that's, that, it'd be like that. Um, so I went in 2013, 2015, and I think 2017, if I remember correctly. Anyway, this was my fourth VidCon, right? Because the first year, I'm almost, I'm almost certain this was my, I, okay, I'm really splitting hairs right now, but now I'm kind of curious, so bear with me for just one moment, but anyway, okay, so I'm gonna check on my Instagram, because I know I posted pictures when I went, so anyway, this year I went as a creator again, because I went the very first year they had creator passes, which was super cool, and the, to kind of give you a breakdown, I guess I should explain what VidCon is, if you, yeah, so the last time I was at VidCon was 2017, And then I'll keep looking. But okay, so for those of you who do not know what VidCon is, VidCon is a video convention that was, I want to say, initially started with the idea of YouTube in mind in 2015. Okay, yep, I was right. Yeah, so the first VidCon, the badges were so much bigger too, oh my god. So the first VidCon that the creator badges were at was 2015, and I also went to that one. And then my very, very first one was 2013, 2013. Because I know that because that was the year I graduated high school. If I am right about that, maybe I'm not because I can't. Oh, mm. oh, damn it. Now I'm so invested in knowing this. Okay, maybe it wasn't. when Okay, well, I know I went with the time before because my very first VidCon, there was no creator badge. There was only community badge. And I'm pretty sure that was in 2013. Maybe it was 2014. I don't know, I'll find it one day, uh, I'll, or, I I'll mean, I'll figure it out one day, but anyway, um, <clears throat> so VidCon is a video convention that was started by the Vlogbrothers, which was John and Hank Green, so the guy who wrote Fault in Our Stars is John Green, the guy who wore, wrote, he just wrote a book, Hank Green just wrote a book, but they're more famously known for the Vlogbrothers, and, um, which is a YouTube channel, and they're the founders of VidCon, it started in, like, the basement of the Anaheim Convention Center, or a hotel, or some shit like that, and now it has become the biggest YouTube convention, I think, in the world, um, and the, I, I don't know what the idea for it was, if, it, it, they always say something about coming together to celebrate online video, and it was definitely surfaced, or, or not, created around the idea of YouTube, but now it's kind of evolved because online video has cre- evolved, so there was Vine, and that was a huge thing of YouTube, or of VidCon, when it did exist, now there's TikTok, there was Um, you now and that was even a sponsor back in the day that they had a you now stage I remember that Um, there's uh, uh, just so much different stuff Uh, you know Facebook watch there's I mean Netflix you know exists but they definitely were not there Um, but yeah so there's just like a whole bunch of stuff that goes on and what it has evolved to is ways that you could either you, you can go and celebrate online video you can meet your friends meet your favorite creators and learn about the industry and network and whatever and so the creator track badge the creator track pass um that's like the middle one so there's community creator industry and then the ones that you can't buy are full access and then there's like press passes and exhibitor passes but like as far as it goes to like guests like not press related um, you have, like, the four tiers, but only three of them are available for purchase. The full access pass is a yellow badge that goes to the people who are invited to VidCon. So your David Dobricks, your Rhett and Lynx, your, um... Phil wasn't there, but Philip DeFranco, uh, you know those type of people uh, like Drew Good and Danny Gonzalez, Kotico, like they would all have full access passes. Drew and Danny were actually there this year. Curtis Connor was there with them too, but they have full access passes. They get to go anywhere. Uh, They get to go backstage. They get to go in the tunnels underground. They have security, all that stuff. Um, When it comes to community creator and industry, those are ones that you can purchase, and the typically the price range goes around. 100 for community, 150 for creator, and 400 for industry when you buy them at the early bird, and as you go up in passes, they rise different access levels, so community is meant for, hey, I want to go to panels, I want to go into shows, I want to go on the expo floor, I want to go to, um, like, in the main expo floor, it's freaking huge. And they always have, like, four different stages with, like, 500 seats in front of each stage. And every, like, it's almost like every other hour they have something going on. So, like, Dan and or, uh, uh, Phil Lester, like, amazing Phil, he did a QA. and a There was one for all the Escape the Night people. There was one for all the Vlog Squad. Um, just kind of stuff like that. And then they have um, they have different events, too, uh, that happen on those stages. Maybe it's a performance. Whatever. So community gets all access to that, as well as other community events, like smaller panels, Q&As, whatever. Creator, oh, and the community also gets access to the meet and greet raffle. At least, you know, I thought that's what it was last year, but I it didn't look the same this year. But maybe I just had never really looked for it. I don't know. But it, it's supposed to be something like a raffle, or you have the opportunity to do meet and greets. If you go to the creator level, you get more access to more workshops. So you can go to any of the community events except the one that the meet and greet because you had to like put your name in a raffle and the creator people don't get to do that. But I was able to go to creator only panels. So like for instance, I went to a workshop that was my, oh my God, the most valuable workshop I've ever been to in all my years of VidCon. It was um, analytics with Matt Pat and Stephanie and um, Matt Pat and Steph run the Game Theory and Film Theory channel. So if you've ever heard of those, those are the people behind it. And they do a lot about analytics. I did not know this, but they also, like, advise people on analytics and all that shit. And back in the day, like, my very first VidCon, VidCon had the idea that, you know, the people in the community track were also creators. But it was a very different world in the sense of, like, they had, I remember vividly, I went to this one uh Q&A with Sawyer Hartman and he is a photographer a a photographer and a videographer now he was in the golden age of YouTube with all those like when there was like the YouTube boy band of all the British YouTubers when Tyler Oakley and Joey Graceffa were huge in the sense of like they were the people it was like JC Kalen, all of O2L like all that stuff and Sawyer Hartman was there too and don't get me wrong he did very like he did challenge videos and whatever but he also talked about his youtube videos and and his photography and all that stuff and I went to this panel because I wanted to hear him talk about you know making youtube videos and hear him um talk about his photography and all that stuff and there were in this one hall we got there like 20 minutes early and we still were like probably 10 rows back there's probably at least 500 seats in this in this building and it was all just filled with fangirls kind of thing. I'm not gonna say all because there were probably people there like me too, but um, a majority of it was just fangirls who were screaming and wanted to know, oh yeah, like, oh can I have a hug? Like people would ask questions. I remember being like so frustrated. It, there was a Q and A section and so people would go, Okay, I have two questions. One, what was your favorite YouTube video you've ever made? And two, can I have a hug? And then he would like go give him a hug and then that girl started it and then every person asked that question. Like I've got two questions, da, da 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 can I have a hug? And it was so frustrating, because that's not what it was for. Like, that's not what that Q&A was for, and I didn't get to learn what I was hoping to learn or, or hear this guy's insight of somebody whose, you know, work I respect. It was more of just like a meet-and-greet type of thing. So with this, where I was going with that analytics thing, is that that was a event that had it happened years ago with old Vidcon. Like my first Vidcon if that same workshop had happened then, it would have been like filled with people who were fans of the channel and only that, or they were only in it to meet the people after the workshop kind of thing. So, it was it was definitely a different world. Like I don't even know how to explain it, but like the analytics workshop that I went to was filled with people who like people were being respectful and they weren't being loud and they were asking questions on topic. Like I feel like that's not a hard thing to ask, but wow, was I so grateful, you know, and so things like that were available to the creator level, as well as the Anaheim Convention Center's three stories, and in previous years, it was the first floor was only creator, the second floor was um, create, or I'm sorry, the first floor was only community, the second floor creator had access to, and the third floor industry had access to, but industry, it's like you could go to your flo- floor and below. So if you were industry, you had access to all three floors. If you're a creator, you had access access to the second floor and the bottom floor. And then community couldn't go up the escalators pretty much. Um, but this year they did a little bit differently because they had a lot more panels and stuff. And so they had some of these panels in like the bigger rooms where... I mean, they're they were smaller than the rooms on the third floor. But they were bigger than... Well yeah no they were they were bigger than where like or it was more like it was in a room not outside in the middle of the expo hall so like it was hard to hear but those rooms were a lot smaller than the ones at the top floor and the top floor is where a lot of the good workshops were like that analytics workshop I went to was in the top floor ballrooms and those were huge so a lot more people got to go in and learn and then on the second floor they had like Q&As and like I went to a Twitch panel because I had nothing to do with that time and Jack's Films was there because so I was like I'll hear him talking about Twitch and whatever, and I, I only stayed for, like, 20 minutes, and then I left to go get food. Uh, I was waiting for my friend to get out of her thing, I think. But anyway, um, I was kind of in a weird spot, so I went and checked out some community events. Otherwise, I that was the only community I, event I went to the whole time. Um, but uh, the the top floor, there was the industry stuff, and then there was also an industry side, which I, like, still don't understand, like, where it was, but then, like, the industry had, like, other workshops that they could go into, and, like, there was also, they also got lunch every day, and, and they had, um, more, more specific things, I don't, like, okay, I just, I think I just deleted the VidCon app, yeah, let me pull up the, um, the VidCon website so I can give you, like, a sense of, like, workshops, okay, agenda, full agenda, Okay, so industry workshops on day one were let's see. Um you know, digital strategy set study, uh, podcasts and online video. Um the insights every creator needs to know, attracting, retaining, and monetizing audiences. Um How to pitch and sell to OTT services and digital platforms. Don't know what that means. Um, How to break through to a new audience. Lunch provided. (laughs) Uh, Primal branding. A unified theory behind digital, traditional, and social. Uh, Advanced SEO strategies to drive viewership and ranking. So those are kind of like some of the ideas of the the industry track. But then we go to creator track and there was writing scripted content for the internet and not the internet um, special effects with Zach King, a high quality load budget, vlogging on the go, um, creator networking, um, little events, how to bend the internet into the one you want, curating your personal brand, um, lighting workshop. So there are a couple of different things like that, and if you were industry, you could go to those creator ones, but the creators could not go to the industry ones, of course. So, um, yeah, oh, and even on VidCon's website, they probably give you, like, a little bit of a better, um, Oh, yeah. Who should attend the industry track? Uh, creators and influencers, marketers, media company, executive, audience development, professionals, business owners, founders, CEOs, CMOs. Um, oh, you can attend the meet and greets by lottery only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, industry track lets you do that too, which is cool. Um, so that, that's just like a little like interest. That's like a little insight, I guess. I mean, a, a big insight because I've been talking for 20 minutes now. And, yep, and it's just been about VidCon. But anyway, let's get to the meat and potatoes of it all. <clears throat> Taking another sip of water, sorry. Ah, ah, ah. Oh my gosh, I... <sighs> my throat is bothering me, this is frustrating. Anyway, so VidCon, why was it so amazing this year? Well, they had a couple of different things. So one, they had this really cool program called the Creator Certification Program that VidCon partnered with LinkedIn to create. So they said if you attended four workshops under a certain category, and there were three different um, uh, uh, programs, I guess you could say. So let me, I'm going to pull it up because I also don't have that again. Okay, Creator Track. Uh, okay, so the certi- uh, the VidCon Creator Certification Program. It was production skills, audience development, and career essentials. And what was really cool is every time you went to one of these um, workshops, as you left, you scanned your VidCon bracelet. And after getting four of each class, you then... Oops, excuse me. Um, you... Um, after getting four of each class, you completed the, the certification coursework, and once you completed a uh, a your certifications or whatever, it says on here, if you complete four or more sessions within one category and get your bracelet scanned, the VidCon team will email you by Friday, July 26th to confirm your successful completion of the program. That email will also provide you with instructions on how to add the certification to your LinkedIn profile. You will only need to complete one category to com- qualify, but feel free to complete as many as you'd like. And your girl did all three. So I went to some really great workshops, like um, a light a lighting workshop, um, special effects, uh, writing scripted content for the internet and not the internet. Uh, what else did I go to? Um, uh, it, analytics, that one was really, that was the best workshop ever. Um, making your videos with search, matching your videos, I can't freaking read, oh, I went to a master thumbnails workshop, um, understanding views per hour, mastering a niche, uh, what else did I go to, be copyright and maximize your content creation, understanding contracts, how to make money as a creator and keep it, which was all about, like, um, what's it called, um, Uh, Taxes, that's what those are called. And then building a business from scratch. I went to all these workshops and learned a whole bunch. That was actually all of the ones that I went to. I think there might have been one that I didn't, that wasn't part of this program, but there was nothing at that time that was, and I really wanted to go to it. And so I got all this really helpful information. It's stuff I'll be able to connect to my LinkedIn profile, but also it's super, it was all just so super helpful. And I, I think something that I love about VidCon, and if you're a creator, I highly, highly advise you to go to a VidCon one of these days, because you leave with, like, a fire under your ass to do better and to make better stuff, but not only just doing better or being better, like, improving, but also, like, uh, there's a special type of, like, um, encouragement and sense of community and, and sense of just... I I don't even know how to explain it because it's not like saying oh I've been making shit content before and now I want to be better because I know I've been making bad content I think my content has been good but looking at ways of how I can improve but also inspiring me to just make even more and to do even more and to go even further than I thought I could go in what I do and and not only just that but. Also, something I tweeted about, like, last night was, you know, the, VidCon was great because there's... Obviously, I am so thankful that I have friends in my life and my mom who support my YouTube career, and that's something that I do call it is a YouTube career because I'm working on building this into a career. You know what I mean? But um, when, when it comes to, like, where I was at when I started my channel, the... the I I've... I've wanted to, like, make this into a video before, but I'll go ahead and talk about it now. Um, But the reason why I started my channel is because I felt that I couldn't talk to any of my friends. My very first video is me just kind of talking about how my, I'm doing quotations, like, air quotations here, friends uh, were kind of treating me like shit. And I just needed to talk to somebody. And I felt that I had nobody to talk to. And it was stuff that I didn't wanna bother my mom with. And so that, I'm not gonna count. Like, that was my own not telling, you know what I mean? Um, But like, I had no friends I could talk to. And yes, did I hang out with these friends all the time? And did I call them my best friends? Yes, but like looking back at it now, they were not my friends. And I'm so happy that none of them are in my life because I remember just feeling like shit. My very first video was called like ranting is okay and th- it totally is because you just need to get shit off your chest especially when people are treating you like trash and I just had no really good friends who were there for my intuitions and also um the I had one friend who I made a lot of videos with who she was just in it because it would give her a chance to sing it would give her a platform to sing and our videos would get like a thousand two thousand views um, wow, back in the day, oh my god, it was, like, every video I uploaded, it took, like, a month, and then I got, like, a thousand views, um, but they were also, like, covers, um, which is just funny, because I don't, I don't sing, um, and it was, it was something that I enjoyed doing, because I loved making my YouTube videos, but she was only in it for if she could sing, and I remember one time I was like, oh yeah, maybe I can sing with you, and she goes, no, and I was like, oh, okay, like, like, I, like, I just kind of took it, um, but anyway, I'm going back into, this is turning into a therapy hour, um, but, I made another video that was like it it pretty much my videos that I made were me talking to my webcam because I needed a friend and then I realized that I could like you know me making stop-motion videos back in the day when I was a kid like I loved doing that my mom would buy me little like mini VHSs to use on our camcorder to make my stop-motion videos with my Chevron cars and um I I was like, oh, I can put stuff like that on YouTube, or I can just make different types of videos, or I can talk, and, like, the beginning of my channel was just me talking about topics that I felt like I had no friends to talk about it to, which is, like, super fucking sad, but also really great that I found a community in YouTube, so, like, YouTube is something that's super important to me, and obviously my channel has evolved since then, and right now, it's, like, I'm making content for me, but I'm also making content for other people, too, like, I love making my, like, my, I was just updating some thumbnails because of things that I learned at VidCon, and I was updating my one for my, um, Apple Watch for Beginners video, and I love that video because there's people who've watched it who had no clue how to work their brand new Apple Watch, or maybe wanted to get an Apple Watch, but, had no clue what it was all about so i just took a physical tour of the watch and showed you how to change a watch face and like i love doing that stuff cuz i like helping people i like teaching people and i like talking about technology so yeah anyway that's that's um that's the that on that but i'm very thankful that i have people in my life who are supported supportive of my youtube channel now but there's a totally different feeling you get when you're at a convention where everybody is on the same page as you like everybody. I think there's a difference between my friends that I have like supporting my YouTube channel and, you know, encouraging me to do stuff and and you know, even willing to be in my vlogs or if I've asked them, "Hey, you know, I'm thinking about doing this video down the road. Would this be something you'd be interested in being a part of?" All of them always being really on board has been so great. Um, but also being in in a convention of people who understand it because they feel the same way I feel about it in a sense. Like, they are creators or they are, like, people who are so passionate about online video or this, you know, entire industry or world that they're at this convention. Like, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense. But anyway, oh yeah, there was also two workshops about podcasts that I couldn't go to because I really wanted to complete my creator certification. So I went to um, those workshops instead, but I wanted to go to the ones about podcasts, but even they had ones about podcasts, so it's not even just online video anymore, there was Instagram workshops, and I think, I think something about Pinterest, or, or, or Twitter, not Twitch, um, uh, Twitter or something like that, Facebook, I don't know, but, like, it, it was more than just online video, it's, like, online content creation, um, but I just left with this kind of inspiration that was just so, like, hmm, <sighs> just, just amazing and I've I've been to one other convention or they call it a festival but it's pretty much a convention called the American College Theater Festival I know I've talked about it sometimes and um I think I even talked about it in an episode when I got back from it in February and ACTF also has the same thing of Everybody here is in the same boat as me. We all love theater. We all love acting or or technical theater or design or whatever it may be. And we, we all have it, it just it's how do, it's it's like all of this energy gets fueled into you and you just leave with this different type of energy towards whatever you went there for and i imagine if you go to other conventions you feel the same way but like vidcon is its own crazy thing and i'm just really happy i got to be there this year my mom bought me my ticket for um for my birthday because day one okay here's my beef vidcon if you're listening out there vidcon says that the festival starts on wednesday which is not true it's not because nothing happens on wednesday like The the I think I said the festival but whatever the convention like if I look at full agenda Wednesday okay things that were open on Wednesday registration 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 and then the VidCon pre-party for the industry folks and then the founding featured creator concert series so there was one little concert but like I don't consider I don't know it's like I don't consider that day one day one was Thursday when everything was open you could actually get into the building you could go to workshops, see the expo halls, like, all that stuff. That's day one. So, anyway, it's a four-day, I'm gonna say three-day-in-an-evening um, convention that is just filled with so much. I love walking around the expo hall because they have people who, like, um like they have a Canon booth. I got a fanny pack from Canon and it's actually a pretty nice fanny pack. Um, I got, uh, you know, there's a Joby booth, there was GoPro, there was all this different stuff. There's, um, there was one booth about, I, which I didn't end up doing, which I kind of regret, but I'm going to look into them anyway, cause they have option, uh, you know, resources online, but they had like, uh, booths on the second floor that talked about, oh, hey, um, this is how your channel needs to be fixed and let's let's um, audit your channel. We have professionals here who can audit your channel and be like, hey, this is what needs to be fixed or whatever. So that was something that was just like, there's just so much at VidCon that's insane. Like there, I don't even, I don't even know how to explain it. And I, I kind of lost track of where my brain was going. But anyway, um, I... I'm looking forward to going to next year because there were so many things that, like, I learned so much from VidCon. um, Like I've said, I think, a hundred times now. But I also, I feel like there was even, like, there were other things I wish I could have done. Mainly because I was not on the industry track. And now those tickets are expensive. Like, I doesn't, I don't think you can look at pricing information anymore. Yeah, I guess it'll just be, like... Thank you, attendees, sponsors, and partners. See you in 2020. Yep, we will see you in 2020. Um, But I I think, I think like the tickets for, for Industry Track at their cheapest were $400, which is mm, very expensive. But my hope is, is that um, through my Patreon and hopefully I am, okay, guys, can I talk to you about some annoying analytics stuff real quick? Cool. I'm going to anyway, because you couldn't respond to that answer. So to be monetized on YouTube for ads, this isn't even, this isn't talking about like brands and stuff. Um, if I want to make, uh, uh, money from ads on YouTube, I would need to have 4,000 watch hours in the last 365 days. Now I'm pulling up all my current information. You also have to have a thousand subscribers. I'm at 1847. So that's great. Oh, my watch time has gone up god bless so currently I am at 3,630 watch hours I'm almost at 4,000 I'm so close and every day it goes up just a little bit and I I'm, I'm very excited because soon as I become monetized ideally like I have I have videos that you know I think all my videos obviously all my videos will be monetized but even the littlest bit will help when it comes to me saving up money, like, for instance, putting money back into the channel, that's something that I always say is that whatever I make off of YouTube goes back into YouTube. So the first camera lens I ever bought was from my AdSense that I used to have, and, uh, before they changed all the rules, thanks to Logan Paul. Anyway, um, I bought my very first camera lens that I used for, and I still use for a lot of my videos, um, I used to use it for, like, my sit-down videos, but now I've kind of switched back to a different lens, but I use that video a lot for, like, B-roll or whatever, or I use that lens a lot for B-roll and whatever, but, um, that, I bought my lights using AdSense money, I bought, uh, what the hell was it? Um, oh yeah, I bought my ring light using, um, I bought my ring light using, uh, uh my, my Patreon support and all, f- money for my Patreon subscriptions, so... Everything that I get from YouTube at this point until it's enough to support me financially as like my job will continually go back into the channel to get better equipment or be able to do videos that cost money or whatever it is. And so I think that VidCon is a huge investment into the channel because of the things that I learn. and so I hope that over this next year I'll be able to save up enough money to put it towards an industry pass. Not only just because you get lunch every day, which is rad, but there are a lot of different workshops and networking opportunities provided with the industry track of VidCon. And I think it'd be kind of cool that my fifth VidCon, I've like moved up another level into the industry track. And then from there, the next place is just a full access featured creator pass, and I will have that one day, I know I will. Um cuz I'm I'm putting a lot of work into my channel and I know that this year hasn't been the best when it came to my channel. My goal for this year was to upload a video every single um, month. And unfortunately, I missed um, March, but I think I missed February last year. So I got one video in January, one video in February, and then April, May, two in in June, and two in June two in June, and I think I've already uploaded two in July, um, anyway, I mean, that's, that's not important, um, but I, whether it's, two, is it, no, okay, now I'm confused, now I'm curious, yeah, I've already done two in July, which is huge, um, so I'm hoping to be able to get back onto my YouTube grind, especially for the fact that even though that sounds super cheesy, YouTube grind, but you know, that's what it is, whatever, um, but especially now that I'm graduating from school, and obviously I only have one class this quarter, and then when I move to Disney World, my schedule's gonna be really busy, but it's gonna be something that I can actually put a lot more time into, because editing just takes so much time, and filming takes so much time sometimes, and, and my bigger video ideas, they're multi-day processes, and, and whatever, and it's a lot of just, it's a lot of planning and detail and all that stuff, and so I'm I'm hopeful and I'm ready to have more time to put into some th- this thing that I'm super passionate about, and it's something that I can see doing for a long time, um, and obviously, yeah, I don't know. I'll I, I'll talk about this another time. That you know, YouTube might not last forever, and and that's fine. And that's not you know my end goal is not to be. Like, I obviously would I like to say that my YouTube career is the thing that sustains me from day to day. But I would hope for that because I love YouTube, but also I still want to pursue my acting career. That's my number one thing. And what's nice about content creation is you can make your own stuff to act in. So yeah, I'm going to still be making my tech videos, but then I hope to be able to make more sketches and stuff. But also I'm going to be going to auditions and doing videos about auditions and all that stuff and, and just my life. So it's it's something that I hope to be able to keep with me forever is my YouTube channel that, you know, ideally and <laughs> you see me in five years and I'll be on SNL or something like that. Like, wouldn't that be a trip? Um, but I hope to also be, you know, vlogging some of that adventure and, and like, making a video, of, of like, just saying, like, hey, this is, this is, the, my crazy life, you know, so that kind of went all over the place, but anyway, moral of the story, oh my god, <laughs> sorry, not the moral of the story yet, I saw Megan Trainer live in concert at YouTube on stage, that was cool, so, They do a opening concert, they've done it for the past couple of years, at VidCon on the first night, which is Thursday, and uh, they have a featured artist, and I don't know who it was in the previous years, but my very first year that they did it at, I think I was there for the very first year, and it was Jason Derulo, and I saw him, and that was really cool even though I don't really know any of his songs besides the ones that come on the radio, but may, that's mainly what he's saying, and then they didn't announce who the celebrity person was going to be this year, so I was like, oh, maybe there's no celebrity person, and then boom, it was Megan Trainer. and she was fantastic, oh my god, I hate all about that bass, that song can burn in hell, um, it's a good anthem, but I just was in a show where three people sang it and they were just very uninterested and I had to hear it at rehearsals all the time. And <sighs> that song is so, it's it's, I, it's, in my, it's, um, its in my brain, in my body way too much, more than anybody should ever have to hear that song. So imagine a tech week, somebody singing the song like twice a night and then every day at rehearsal. And it's just, just a lot. I heard it too much uh, is the moral of the story, I hate that song, but I loved her, and she was so good, and she sang my, um, it, uh, uh, what's the song, I think it was No Excuses, that's the song I like the best by her, and she sang that as, like, the closing number, and she was really good, and, and gosh, yeah, she's a, she's a really good performer, and a really good singer, and I, I really enjoyed it, and I had, like, a newfound love for Megan Trainor, so that was great, she's married to Juni Cortez, you know, Um, I don't know his real, I just looked it up the other day and I do not know his real name, um, but from Spy Kids, the, the redheaded kid, they're married, Alex, is that his name? I don't remember, but Juni Cortez, that's what's most important, they're married, Uh, but anyway, that's totally random, but that was really cool um I got to meet uh Leon Lush which was super freaking cool oh yeah let's just talk about the the people who I met so I met Leon Lush um he who else did I meet oh I met Jarvis Johnson so those are the two people that I got to meet I saw a lot of people I saw iDubbbz I saw um you know obviously Matt Pat I saw the his name is I can't remember but he does all the piano like meme videos he's super cool um but yeah I saw him we like locked eyes and it was kind of weird um but I met Leon Lush I was like walking to the expo hall and I saw him and I just kind of was like hey Leon and he like turned around I was like hi I just wanted to say like I'm a huge fan and I love your content and like just thanks for making great stuff like it's really fantastic and I've really like fallen in love with your channel over this last year or whatever and he was like oh my god thank you so much and he was so freaking nice also I'm almost as tall as Leon Lush so ha love being tall um but he's a big man um and I'm just also a big man Uh, but uh I met his camera guy Nick Nick is that his name now I don't know but yeah he was super cool um and then he was like oh yeah you want to get a picture and I was like oh my god yes and so we got a picture so that was super cool but I know he was so so nice I really love Leon Lush I think he's been one of my um spotlights before let's see He, oh yeah, he was episode 14's, um, uh, spotlight for the podcast, so, yeah, check him out, he's absolutely great, and then, oh, I think Jarvis Johnson was also on this list, too, let's see, yeah, oh my god, and Jarvis Johnson was episode 13's spotlight, that's great, check out Jarvis Johnson, he's at, um, he's at Jarvis on Instagram, and Leon Lush is at Leon Lush, um, anyway, I was in my creator chat with Jarvis Johnson, oh yeah, okay, so creator chats started my, last VidCon so 2017 where pretty much you get to put your name into a raffle to you like all these people who are doing these creator chats it's a one hour long chat with you and like 10 other people and this creator of your choice well kind of your choice because you if you're if you buy a creator pass or an industry pass you get sent an email saying um hey uh, on an interest list from like very interested to not interested at all to like the most like this is my number one go and rate a whole bunch of these people and depending on what you choose um you might you might get paired up with the person that you want or whatever and you get to go have an hour-long chat with them and ask them questions and whatever and so I put Jarvis Johnson out of the list as my number one and I also there was like Keith Hav- Havisberger, Havisberger, uh from the Try Guys and like a couple other people um my very first one, I got Vsauce, which was super cool, um, and then got Jarvis Johnson this year, and it was cool, because there were a few people that definitely didn't show up, but it was, like, us, and it was, like, like, nine people, let's see, one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, there was nine people there, including myself, and then Jarvis, but it's normally supposed to be, like, 10 to 15 people, so, I think a few people just didn't go, and apparently that had been happening all of VidCon. But it was super cool. Like Jarvis was super cool. He's also very tall. I got a picture with him too. I felt bad because he had kind of had to like zoom really late after the, um, or right after the uh, the the creator chat, and we like we wanted to get picked. Everybody wanted to get pictures, so he was super understanding about that, which was really cool. Um, and then there was this. God, there were like three people that were kind of weird at this one. There was one guy who like asked for his email and, like, it was, I don't, he was an industry track guy, and he gave me a business card, too, um, but, like, he, like, Jarvis kind of, like, seemed like he was, like, I have to go, and, like, there was still me and this other guy who were, like, can we please get a picture if you don't mind, um, so we got, like, a really fast picture, but he was still super understanding and super nice, and I I bet that whole time was really stressful for him just at VidCon, because he said, like, all day I've been meeting with managers, like, that's, that's crazy, Um, about people who potentially want to represent him but yeah then, then there was this one guy who was like yeah so like what's your email and like maybe I don't know he was a software engineer too like it was just very weird and then there were two people who kept like hogging the conversation and it was so frustrating because there were two people who were younger than us and luckily Jarvis was super nice and he went to this kid whose name was Copper he was so cute and he goes Copper right he goes did you have any questions and he goes no if you could just sign my book when we're done. He goes, oh no, yeah, for sure. He goes, I'm just listening. Like he was super cute. Uh, but there's this other kid who I also don't think had any questions because I didn't have any questions really going in there. I knew I just wanted to ask him about his like musical theater past. Uh, if he had one that was because he seems like he was a theater kid um, like in, back in the day. Uh, but he did not. He does improv though. In case you were curious about this guy. Um, but yeah, it was super cool and super valuable just hearing what he had to say and seeing what could happen like like hearing like okay he kind of gave he's got almost 900,000 subscribers right now i bet you if i checked right now let's see if social plate is still working well, actually i don't care that much um uh, will just search jarvis johnson he's got 895,000 um subscribers so he's climbing up there he's very close Um, and I assume for him to hit 900,000, definitely, he'll hit a million before the end of this year. There's no way he won't. Like, I will be so surprised if he does not hit a million subscribers before the end of this year. He's also six foot one. I thought he was really short, and then he walked in the room, I was like, you're tall, and then I stood next to him and looked at the picture, I was like, oh my god, you're taller than me? Crazy. Um, but yeah, he, I don't know why I thought he was just really short in his videos, but, um. there's (laughs) there's that um but totally unrelated but yeah no he he just kind of talked about his like day in the life and like he's like you know I kind of schedule my life as if I'm working a nine to five job like I I I make a schedule for myself to where it's like I'm not editing until midnight Unless if I'm on a deadline or something, but I'm also not editing until, like, 9 p.m. Or, you know, I'm not waking up at 4 a.m. in the morning, but, like, this is what I was doing. And so, like, letting me know just kind of, oh, the crazy schedule that you put yourself through through your YouTube channel. Like, the, the crazy things that I do, I'm not alone in. Like, he did that, too. And I'm not saying that that is recommended or healthy or whatever, but, like, just knowing that I'm not crazy like, for saying, I'm the only one who's ever done this, and then somebody who's successful, oh, I never did that. Like, no, he's he's done that, too. So, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, VidCon was great. Looking forward to next year. I'm about to make a video about it, and something that I find really helpful with recording the podcast is that I kind of get to give myself a first run at, like, talking about something. Like, I don't always make a video after I do a podcast, but if there's a time where I'm, like, talking about something, like, in length for, uh, for instance, like, VidCon and YouTube and all that stuff, and, like, I, as of right now, who knows how long that's gonna last, but I don't really like doing, like, scripts for my videos. I have outlines, but I don't script my videos because I don't think the types of videos that I need to do like need scripted content, except for obviously when I'm doing my sketches or my Odd Origins videos. Those are, um, my Odd Origins videos are not entirely scripted, but they are damn near. Like, it's, 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 I script, okay, I take that back. I script it, but sometimes I don't say those exact words. If that makes kind of any sense so they're kind of like kind of scripted um but otherwise my um my sketch my one sketch that i have and the sketches that i've been writing all are going to obviously be scripted because that's how that works um anyway um oh uh, what was i gonna <laughs> my brain's all over the place right now it's always all over the place that's why i talk into a microphone to get it not all over the place and into one place Um, but I, oh, that's what it is. I find, uh, uh, recording the podcast to be helpful because, um, then I, it's, it's my first go at recording a video and I don't want to record a video twice and the only times I do that is if I, if I film my video and then I hate it and as I'm editing it, I'm like, no, I, I just absolutely hate this then I'll re-record a video, so I've done that a couple of times, like, my, um, my graduation video, I filmed twice, um, my DCP video, I filmed twice, let's see, there's just a couple of videos that I've done, that I've done, I think probably, like, my moving to UCI video I've done twice, because of the fact that I just, like, it didn't, like, it didn't make sense as I was filming it, or whatever, and so, um, so I had to do it again, or I just hated it. Like I, like I was editing it, and I was like, "Oh, I wish I could have done this differently." And then you know, sometimes that happens, and you just kind of like make it work. And then I keep going, and I'm like, "Oh, no, that's coming up again." Oh no, I hate this part. Oh, I wish I could have done this part differently. So uh, then I just go, "Okay, well, let's just scrap the whole video because I'm gonna hate editing this." And then I record it again, and then it ends up being something I actually like. So this was kind of also helpful for the sake of saying that I was able to go through. Um, and, uh, you know, get get the thoughts out of my head and hopefully organize them a little bit better and think about clearly, obviously after I'm done with this, I do need to do a little bit of an outline for VidCon because it will be all over the place. And my goal, my goal is to have the video be between 10 and 15 minutes. Like, obviously I, I, I like making long videos because I like watching long videos, um, But I want to try to make my videos around the 15 minute mark because I definitely want to do them more than 10 minutes because that's more likely for YouTube to, um, to recommend them. But that's never an issue for me because like my last video was 17 minutes and then the one before that was 26 minutes. So, um, the only one that was honestly not that long was my unboxing my new MacBook Pro and that was six minutes, which, um, I didn't have time to make shorter but even like my apartment tour was 11 minutes my reboxing my new macbook pro 11 minutes i feel like that's the sweet spot like 12 to 15 minutes um or 10 to 15 minutes but like 12 was like the 11 or 12 is like the perfect spot so i want to try to make this vidcon video like 11 or 12 minutes um yeah my youtube rewind video 27 minutes and i i think that's fine but i know some people have a hard time watching something for that long so if i can make it long enough to get my point across because it's it's never an issue of like the fact that that video was only six minutes, my unboxing my new Macbook Pro is really surprising to me. It's never an issue of, oh, I am. Um, I I I I don't have enough to talk about. I can talk plenty, as you can tell, because I talk all the fucking time, and I have my own podcast just about me talking because I talk that much, and that's my nails. Oh, I got my nails done for my birthday. I hate them though, because she made them really sharp, and she was kind of like she did a shitty job, but. I mean, I love them, but I hate them. It's just I paid too much money for how bad they are. Uh anyway, it was my birthday. It doesn't matter. Um, it does matter. But where was I going with that? Oh yeah, I have a really good time talking. So it's never about, oh, I'm stretching about out a video. Like there's a lot of people who talk about like stretching out a video and like I just watched a video the other day by Shelby Church, who she was talking about like YouTube monetization and she did this video that recently just got like a million views, um, about this is how much YouTube paid me for a million views, and then she, the video I was watching was her talking about, hey, I just did a video about how much YouTube paid me for a million views, and this is how much YouTube paid me for that video, and that was really cool, and she made, like, seven grand on it, and I was like, what the fuck are you, what, like, what, the, oh my god, the idea of making seven thousand dollars on a video, even two thousand dollars, two thousand dollars on one video and obviously it's not guaranteed but that's saying that the video is getting a million dollars too but if she made two or a a million views um but if she made two thousand dollars on one video that's my rent like not only do I want to make my youtube channel my career because it's something that I care about and I really enjoy and I want to do something I really enjoy for my job but also for the sake of like no, I mean, that's just it. Just saying that I can do something that I really enjoy for my job and the idea that I can make a video that would pay for my rent, like, or even four videos if they did, like, not, obviously they're not going to do as good as hers, but, like, I could make four videos and have those collectively pay. like, I don't just the idea of doing something that I love this much, like, these videos that I made now being something that pays for my rent. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, where was I going with that? Shelby Church did this video about, I was talking about, okay, I was talking about how Shelby did the video that talked about how much money she made on YouTube, and before that, I was talking about something that I don't remember. Hmm. I don't know. Damn it, the thought's gone, and I don't want to stop this to oh yeah videos being 10 minutes I found it I think who knows you're listening to this and you're like honestly, no that's that's not at all what you were talking about um but she was talking about oh that's what it was okay so she was talking about how the the, on the video about how the video that she made about making money or whatever had made her like seven thousand dollars or two thousand dollars or some shit like that and then at the end she was kind of doing like a QA and a because she was like this hasn't reached 10 minutes yet the video ended up being like 12 minutes long but she's like it hasn't reached 10 minutes yet and you have to have it at 10 minutes in order to put mid-roll ads in it or something like that but also YouTube is more likely to put it in the forefront if it does get uh to 10 minutes so I never have an issue it's it's mainly my struggle is always cutting my video down it's never making it longer So I know I'm not, like, stretching it to 10 minutes. Like, that's not something I do. It's me, okay, nobody wants to watch a 45-minute video. We need to get this down to less than 45 minutes. And then I always manage to, like, chop off, like, 10, at least 10 minutes or something like that. But, like, still, my UCI video, my UCI graduation video is 26 minutes long. Like, I know that's a hefty boy. And if I look at it right now, oh, here's a little tour of analytics for you. If I go to analytics... And we go to watch time interest audience retention so average view duration is it yeah so people hard drop it goes from you know uh yeah people click off really fast on this one Hmm. well anyway um the biggest slope i see is that at the start of the video Um, which obviously doesn't make sense. 92% of people are watching. I don't know. People are watching it the most. And then once it gets to minute four, my view retention is at 30%. And then most of those people stay on till the very end of the video, which is nice. So 20% of people watch the entire video pretty much is. Oh, well, audience retention. I think it's seven minutes is the average watch is the, is the. Or twenty six. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense because it says seven minutes. Oh, average view duration. So most people watch on on average seven minutes of this twenty six minute video are watched. Now, if I can go, oh, I see that seven minutes of that video is watched. But then I can go to my I'm moving to Disney World video, which has a It's a 17-minute long video, and I go to audience retention, and it's about six minutes, and there's a a weird peak at 8.52, which doesn't make sense. Uh, But if I look at my videos and go, okay, the average person, even, let's say, reboxing my new MacBook Pro Analytics, four minutes of this one. So, it's it's like, let's see, the YouTube Rewind video. How many people are staying on for that? Because that's a 27-minute long video. Yeah, people are staying on for 1 minute and 43 seconds of that. So that's very not good. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, um, uh, like, people are more likely to watch a shorter video, I guess. It's just, are they leaf blowing out there? Gosh, dang it. People are more likely to watch a shorter video, but also, with that being said, um, it need a 10 minute long video YouTube stupid moral of the story that's that's all but I've that's something that I constantly challenge myself with is to make shorter videos not for the sake of saying that I want to talk less but I feel like if I give myself a time constraint I will get more important stuff said and also it won't take me so long to edit because editing a 45 minute long raw footage video takes forever but if I have a video that's 15 minutes of raw footage, I could potentially get it edited and uploaded that same day. You get what I'm saying? So there's a lot of levels to that, but with that being said, I think I'm gonna actually wrap up this episode and you know, I didn't think this was gonna be me talking about VidCon for an hour, but look, it was me talking about YouTube and VidCon for an hour. Um, I can freaking hear the leaf blower outside. I'm so irritated. Well, I guess that's my time. Um, and I guess that means I'm not gonna record a video right now. But anyway, um, it's time for the spotlight And today's spotlight is Monica Church. She's on Instagram at Monica Church. She's got 194,000 followers right now. And um, she's actually a content creator on YouTube. So I was talking about Shelby Church earlier. That's her twin sister. They both make YouTube videos. They both make, it's funny because they make similar but different types of YouTube videos. Um, Ones that Monica does, um, and that's interesting because, hmm, that's very interesting. She does not have her YouTube channel linked in the bio. Pe- hmm. As of right now, she does not have her YouTube channel linked in her Instagram bio. So if you search her on YouTube, her um, if you just if you search Monica Church, she comes up as like the first uh, the 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 first one. She's got another channel called Millennial Life Crisis, and like recent videos that she did. Um, it's actually kind of sad because her boyfriend cheated on her, and so she broke up with him. So that's, like, one of her most recent videos. But she did, like, going on my first trip alone. I did 30 days of bar workouts, and this is what happened. Transforming my wardrobe into only thrifted stuff. Um, 10 money saving hacks for you in your 20s. Um, how I make an extra $1,000 a month on my side hustle. Uh, she does a lot of, like... She she, her and her sister Shelby, but Shelby does a lot of videos that are, like, photography-based, but this is about Monica right now, um, she does videos that I also want to do, like, I would say my goal for a channel is to do stuff that I just want to do, not having a specific niche, but also I have a niche of my tech stuff and my Disney stuff, but mainly my tech stuff, but I, I would like to say that if I had, I've been thinking about this a lot this week, that, if I had to categorize my YouTube channel as anything, I want it to be, I am your your internet big sister who also knows a lot about technology. Like, that's what I want my videos to be. And I feel like Monica has the internet big sister thing covered um, because she does a lot of videos that are just kind of about life. And she also does some cool videos like uh, $5 million Seattle luxury penthouse tours or the seven best purchases I've made in my 20s. Or, um, she did, like, a, like, a, um, a parody, not a parody, but she used audio from the 73 Questions with Vogue video, um, but she just clipped the audio and answered them on her own, so that was kind of cool. Um, you know, she, she's 24, she turned 24 five months ago, so we're about the same age, and I really like her content. It, she takes beautiful photos as well, um, her videos are always really pretty, and she's just, she's really cool. Like, she just seems like somebody who's super cool who I would want to be friends with. So, in this week's spotlight, I'm going to shout her out. Please go check out her channel. She's um, super cool. I like all of her content. It's If you're just looking for, like, a chill person to watch, like, Monica Church, like, number one for me. Um, Also, her Instagram, very pretty Instagram feed. She takes really good photos, and, um, yeah, she just seems super cool. So if you want to check out somebody on Instagram or on YouTube, please go check out Monica Church. And while you're on Instagram or YouTube, feel free to check me out. Um, I have a Instagram, which is at Annalise.jpg. I've got a Twitter, Annalise Veldman. I've got YouTube, which is Annalise Veldman. Um, if you search youtube.com slash Annalise Veldman, that will be me. Or, recently, very happy about this, if you search my name, my YouTube channel pops up first on YouTube instead of the Smosh video I was in. So that's great. Um, and then, um... Yeah, I, that's about it. Oh, I've got a Patreon and this podcast here. So subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. Subscribe to my channel. Also feel free um to check out my Patreon and potentially become a patron. I've got $1 tiers, I've got $2 tiers, I've got $20 tiers. Anything that you would like to support my channel with, like I would be so eternally grateful. And thank you. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna do. Um I gotta pull up my list of patrons just to make sure I have everybody correct. But if you want to join the party, we have two patrons. Um, 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 there they are. So shout out to. Um, uh, what? Hold on, hold on. This doesn't make sense. I'm still trying to figure this out. I'm sorry. Um, is this. Is that what this is? Yeah. Okay. So I'm so sorry. I'm stupid. Okay. So, um, current patrons are Bailey and Joji. Thank you so much for supporting everything I do on the internet, whether it be the Patreon or, I mean, sorry, whether it be the podcast or the YouTube channel or whatever. I appreciate you both so very much. And thank you to all my past patrons as well. I still love you. You're great. Um, and if you want to become part of that Patreon squad, the Patreon fam, the Patreon party, Go to patreon.com slash Annalise. I still don't know how I got that web address. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, So yeah, I will talk to y'all in the next one. Uh, Stay beautiful, have a marvelous day, and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye!